Thanks. Hey, welcome back to Five Songs or Less, the podcast that is rarely on task uh, as far as the bands we're talking about and also the bands we're supposed to be talking about, uh, mainly because everything we liked uh, as teenagers slash 20-year-olds is turning 20 or 25 or 22 or this, around this 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 time. So we just kind of keep talking about it. But so today we're going to talk about Promise Ring. We're going to talk about Woodwater. And yeah, we're going to do that. But before we get to that, I was very happy this afternoon, Nate. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yes. You know why? Because I've stumbled across in watching Promise Ring videos on YouTube. I was watching Promise Ring video of them playing at Bottom of the Hill in San Francisco. And you were in the my- video? And I was not in the video. Oh, okay. You I like wish. moshed, you crowd surfed up to Davey's microphone and then did a butt shimmy and then <laughs> dove back into the crowd. Oh, man. You're, that's my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry for interrupting. It was it was on my birthday, though, in 1998. Oh, uh, cool. Where was I? I don't know. But uh, in the suggested videos was a show that I was at. Blink-182 at the El Dorado Saloon in Carmichael slash Sacramento. El Dorado Saloon. Tell me more about this. El Dorado Saloon was such a great venue. I only went there three times, uh, but it was out in Carmichael. Um, Do you know where El Papagayo is? I feel like I've been to this spot. I feel like every... Why does everybody who live... You officially live in the East County now, because I feel like every East County person asks me about that specific spot, and I think I have been there, yeah. Okay, El Papagayo. A long time ago. It's like a Mexican restaurant. It has some yes. tile floors. Yes, yeah. yes, 100%. Uh, it's, it's right over in that parking lot. It was over in that parking lot. It's oh, since wow. been torn down and rebuilt as some other restaurants. But it was great. I saw Blink-182 with Less Than Jake and Frenzel Rom. Uh, I also saw No Effects there. And I also saw The Bouncing Souls and Mustard Plug and Pie Tasters there. This is particularly a pop-punky venue. Yeah, they had all sorts of stuff like corn played there, coal oh chamber. How wait, how big was this spot? It was a, it was a good size. Okay, probably comparable to Slim's. Do you think like that's interesting? Like suburban venue, they exist. I guess they exist still to this day. Yeah, just, I don't think about a suburban environment when I think of like a band on tour. They're like, we're going to be in Carmichael tomorrow. Yeah, Come yeah, out yeah. And check it's, us out. It seems very weird. I remember. <laughs> I can't remember which band it was. Maybe it's on one of those videos. Maybe it was Less Than Jake, but they uh, shouted out, hey, thanks for coming, El Dorado. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they didn't know but where anyway, the hell they th- were. Anyway, uh, anyway, there's a fucking video, really good quality video of the full set. Uh, I can't see myself because I was standing off to the side. I was a bashful little like 16-year-old or whatever mm-hmm. in 1997. But I was Were you holding a skateboard, though, at least? I was not holding a skateboard. Uh, I was holding okay. on. I may have been holding on to the Lesson Jake t-shirt that I bought. Oh, for sure. You didn't just uh, put it right on. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the absolute cheapest t-shirt uh, that I, that they had. It was like a plain white, probably bought from like a Walmart or whatever, and they screen printed it themselves. <laughs> for whatever reason, like the idea that there is a variation in price for shirts is fascinating to me. I don't think that anybody does that anymore they're all i don't think so either right, yeah they're all tw- they had like the cheap shirt and then they had like their quality shirts i feel like that it sucks that yours wasn't very good quality but there's something working class about like the uh <laughs> the nine dollar shirt and the yeah. twelve dollar shirt and yeah the yeah yeah shirt. exactly that's, that's tight 
Uh, but yeah, it's fucking, it's fucking great. I don't like watching it. it. I like, I remember the venue, but I don't specifically remember anything about the show. Yeah. Uh, aside from it being cool. It's funny that you say that. Cause I was looking for, I saw promise ring one time and I was looking for mm-hmm. their, the show that I was at. Cause it was a, an opening performance for bad religion. Wow. Um, wow. And I couldn't find it. Um, oh, I actually okay. went to the, I remember specifically telling everybody I'm going to see the promise ring and they're like, Oh cool. Who are they playing with? Oh, bad religion. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But I, it's, that's cool to have those sort of things documented. I think that have YouTube does such uh, a, it's, it's a, it does some heroic work for some of us. It's so, it's so cool. Uh, I, I get way too excited when I find shows that I went to and even more embarrassingly excited when I actually see myself in the video. Uh-huh. There's a video of not a surf playing at Capitol Garage. Uh, and I can see myself in the front row, like taking photos. And I was like watching it and I was like, I know the photo that I just took. And I like went and found the photo and I don't know. It was exciting shit. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, okay. Can I, can I talk like, Mm-hmm. I feel like seeing yourself could be good or bad. If you're a person who's sure. who's, who's like in a situation where you're taking photos. Also back mm-hmm. then, like you were taking photo where you, it seems like nowadays there's like 75 people an, around a band. Yeah. On the stage. It didn't look there like was, that. Right. It. Wait, what? I'm sorry. It's not like, Repeat when did that. that start happening? I guess like when you were doing it, it was more like you were up front taking some shots. You might get on stage mm-hmm. and take a shot and then run back out or something like that. But you're not like one of 75 people standing behind the drum kit and the amps taking oh no 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 and i mean this was a (laughs) tiny ass concert as well oh but but yeah back then there was i was usually one of the only photographer people there especially at the smaller shows like that Mm -hmm. with like when bigger bands would come through there would be quite a few i remember or not even bigger bands coming through but like groovy ghoulies played at capitol garage and there was probably 10 people with cameras up front and just like flashes right. left and right oh, um, for the groovy ghoulies that's so yeah, cool yeah like they make make those make, make, you make a band feel like um avril lavigne for a night or something like yeah that. yeah yeah at this little like <laughs> coffee shop yeah but yeah. there could also be the situation where you see yourself on film and when you said or you see yourself on a video you reminded me of like the alternative option is that song that lifetime does the theme song for a new Brunswick basement show uh-huh. where the dude sits next to the, the girl in the vacancy and <laughs> talks, talk, tries to like do a flirt, but does an embarrassing one and just doesn't really <laughs> nail it. <laughs> if you, you could, that could also be recorded yeah, for yeah. posterity. And <laughs> thankfully it's, it's uh, not like before, or, you know, the recording of the show in between sets. That, that might <laughs> That's be true. pretty bad. I feel like if I remember those lyrics correctly, and I, I love that band, so please don't yell at me if I'm wrong to anyone who's listening, but it's like, he, he's like, do you like this band too, is the question he asks in the song. So I'm going to oh, assume that they were playing. Right? Sure, sure, sure. I the, awkward, the awkward flirt. <clears throat> yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a fair question. Like, flirting is hard, and I feel like asking it, somebody, do mm-hmm. you like this song too, is, is a, it's a nice question. It's not yeah. creepy or anything. It's just, hey, <laughs> hello. Hello, do you like this band that, we're, that we paid money <laughs> to see? currently watching Play Show. Because <laughs> yeah. I got a free shirt that I didn't pay them for, and I'll give it to <laughs> Yeah. I stole from them. <laughs> and, I, and I don't like them, so. <laughs> but anyway, that was cool. Uh, I, I love seeing those old videos and watching bands play shows that I saw years and years and years yeah. ago. 
never saw a promise ring or yes i did never mind we're actually going to watch a video that i took of promise ring oh really you have your own yeah video. Oh, i have my, okay. my own poorly made video <laughs> actually just what, you wait I find it striking how poorly made all the videos are to recording. Um, <laughs> probably one of the most seminal emo bands of the late nineties. And like there's yeah, just yeah, nothing yeah. good of them on the No, internet. no. <laughs> bad, bad quality. On to more important news or questions. <coughs> did you watch the finale of Drag Race? I did, yeah. On Saturday night, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, did you? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Uh just fair warning, everybody. Skip ahead probably, I don't know, 45 minutes until we start talking about <laughs> Promise Ring. Because uh, um, we're going to spoil the fuck out of Dra- RuPaul's Drag Race. Should probably do a pause like or do like something that can... Don't fuck it up is what we should say to, to the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can skip right now after I finish saying the words, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. How'd you, how'd you like it? I was hella surprised. I, I'll have to admit, like, so... As previous uh, constant listeners may know, this is my first <laughs> season through uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, and um, so this is my first finale. And I don't know, like there, it felt to me like, <clears throat> oh gosh, I don't, I don't know how many times we've heard Ru interview each of these queens, right? Like mm-hmm, especially those mm-hmm. that are still around. Like you get like these takes, and of course RuPaul always seems to be like mining for some trauma stories or something like that. And some of them <laughs> yeah, were repeated, yeah. and um. <laughs> I feel like um, it just didn't seem to feature the five finalists as much as I would have expected. Yeah. uh, Five is way too many. Could be. Yeah, for sure. It's it's the most that has ever been in the finale. So I feel like they're they're a little lacking for time. I believe last season was four, but normally it's just three. Uh, Like that was the original number for a long time was just three finalists. But anyway, yeah, I, I definitely agree. It was a bit different, too, because the last quite a few finales ago, they started doing just uh, like lip syncs. So like what two did they people do before would, that before it was more like what it was this year where each each uh, queen did their own performance. <laughs> uh, Rue picked from those performances right. and then they they did the lip sync off. Wait, so you're uh, saying that previously they would have just had three queens up for um, not elimination, but victory, one, uh-huh. and um, they would just lip sync? Uh, yeah, so for the last few seasons, it's just been like uh, one-on-one lip sync battles, uh, and then they had like a big wheel. They'd spin the wheel to see who goes first and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And they spent a little more, they had the ability to spend a little more time on each queen because it was only three or four last one or two times it's been four but yeah this one did felt feel a little rushed plus they had like the the drag race live performance as well plus they had the tribute to um hot chocolate yeah and they did a couple other (coughs) things here and there so uh they were squeezing a lot into that that hour almost seems Uh, like they could use they could have used more time i know like i when i went to watch it i prefaced it with that reunion episode too so i guess mm -hmm. it felt like a really long show but the finale itself is is just an hour right so yeah yeah you'd think that they would go for a two full hours like why not right (laughs) exactly (laughs) last no not last season two seasons ago the finale was was interesting because it was all on zoom because it was like the first like COVID had just hit yeah basically and so that one was was pretty interesting. Like the reunion episode was over Zoom, and then like the finale episode was was on Zoom. 
That sucks. Especially yeah. for the queens of that season, mm-hmm. or in particular, the queen that won. Like, what yeah, a, yeah. What a let down. <laughs> we're watching something. <laughs> I think on YouTube, there's a there's like a recap show, like an official recap mm-hmm. show. Um, and one of the, either the host or the guest was talking about that and like how that's kind of shitty. Like, oh my God, I won. Close my laptop. Yeah. And turn around <laughs> guess, and like, there's just a cat there. Guess like, I'll go to bed now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I'm no equivalent scale, but I've experienced that re- uh, in over the last two years doing like singing for children where you'll like sing uh-huh. and then maybe your uh-huh. eyes will pop out and you'll look around and you're like, wow look where I am. I'm just like singing and moving and there's yeah, 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 I'm yeah, like yeah. literally in a gross <laughs> room. Like this is ridiculous, but there's joy that, you know, like the people that you are uh, with are experiencing mm. joy at least. Yes. You know? Yes. Exactly. I'm sure they felt that. Yeah. I don't know. I was pretty, <clears throat> I was pretty like surprised. I guess it just like the, the dance off for your life is, mm-hmm. has been like, uh, every episode right so like at the yeah, end the yeah. queens will those on the bottom will dance to survive yes and then to use the same uh activity i guess or like mm-hmm. section segment to win yeah feels a little funny to me i was a little disappointed when they when they first started doing it like on the finale where it was like basically three of those in a row yeah, yeah it was i wasn't really feeling it I know um, I, I was asking some of the folks I was watching with it's a bread and butter of a drag queen right like yeah, yeah. is the thing that that um, is a big part of that culture and a part of performance but also like the question was like what else would you do it's live so you couldn't mm-hmm. do like a you couldn't do like a costume challenge or some sort something yeah. like that yeah and I was trying I don't know I'm still thinking about it like how you might be able to create a finale that doesn't utilize the tactic that is normally about elimination mm-hmm. to elevate someone for victory, I guess. Yeah. So it seems it would be cool to do something along the lines of like what they do with project runway where they have, you know, a certain amount of weeks or whatever to prepare a couple looks or something. And they do like a ball and then whoever the two top people or whatever that win the ball, then they have to do the lip sync to, to see who wins or something like that. Um, Word. I don't know. I I did like the each each queen got their individual performance. I felt like those were really short though. Yeah. And as as much as I love Lady Camden and as as excited as I was that Lady Camden made it to the top two, I don't think her song was that great. Uh the um the opening, the one that was that yeah, she wrote yeah. or was written for her yeah. to sing. Yeah, I, I'm not remembering any of them all that well. I didn't think yeah. any. I don't think any of, like Willow's was the best. Willow Pills was the best. The I hate people one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, really yeah. fit into the to sort of the the vibe that she's been cultivating the whole season. One hundred super consistent and yeah, also yeah. with variety inside of that consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess that in, in that sense, there's some deserved winning in that way. But like, I I think you're right. Like, and it was another thing too. Like when they went through those those like. Um, runways and songs that each of each queen did themselves like i thought we were just being introduced to them and then the competition was going to begin but then all of a sudden rupaul sure, comes out and yeah. like, you're gone you're gone you're gone yeah, you're, yeah. you're good it's like <laughs> what what holy shit yeah Bye. It, it did feel a little <clears throat> little sped up or, or something but i don't know i guess we got a full season of uh them showing what they can do so that's also true i can't forget that but like i wonder what you pay to go to that uh event I know. I would love to go. I feel like I just spent a fair amount of money to get tickets to a show in Vegas today. Hmm. And I will talk more about this when you and 
me and Cody get together because the person of discussion Uh is the person who I bought tickets to go see. Gonna go see Marfa. No, well, I'm sure some of those songs will come up, but um, (laughs) the old ML is doing a residency down in the old LV. (laughs) ML and the LV. ML and the LV. Yeah, with a with a residency that's titled, and I quote, "The Velvet Rodeo." Wow! <laughs> but he's um, gonna be jealous. I mean, he, I mean, there's so many shows he can go to seven of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I I will say, like, although I got like the cheap like nosebleeds because I'm like sure. such a cheapskate, I cannot sure. think of paying more than a hundred dollars to see a show. It just doesn't yeah. sit but well with me. Um, in fact, these tickets cost as much as the Jawbreaker tickets, which is oh. ridiculous if you think of it that way. Those sellouts. That is. <laughs> um, but like uh, after all the sales, that all, after all the Ticketmaster stuff, like the price was pretty high. And so I'm uh-huh. thinking about these folks who go to Drag Race, like the finale, and if they're paying 150 bucks for nosebleeds after yeah. all the Ticketmaster charges and all yeah. that crap, like and all they get is like 40, like a, probably it's like an hour and a half with some interchanges, and maybe mm-hmm. they have like an MC or something who's there. Yeah. But w- I don't know. Like, it feels to me like they should have done a two to three hour, like, bring it home finale, you know? Yeah. I wonder if they get extra stuff being there uh, live in person, if they get some extra songs or some shit. I'd be really curious to know. That seems yeah. like that's something we would have seen on Instagram or we would have seen it um, mm-hmm. discussed. But yeah, I, I don't know. It feels to me like actually what they get is what we get, except yeah. for um, movements. Although I <laughs> will say <laughs> RuPaul. From the video, like we, what we got was we got to see RuPaul looking eight foot five. Like I was like, holy shit! <laughs> always, like, always, and, yes. Even like um, Diabetti, who is a very tall queen, like uh-huh. next to RuPaul, looked like she was five foot one or something like that. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell is RuPaul wearing? It's like fifteen inch heels or something like that. Like, <laughs> it's like so wild, and she and she wouldn't move. Like she's yeah, they're, yeah. They're just like I it was the interviews fall. were super weird, right? <laughs> oh, it was so like weird. RuPaul standing six feet away, like not looking at them, not looking at them, looking at the camera the whole time, not looking at the person that uh, that he's interviewing. Like what? Yeah, because moving meant potentially falling. I think just an outfit (laughs) mess up because moving your head meant fall. Well, if you accidentally move your body a little to the left, like these, yeah, I I suspect the platforms were like six to ten inches. I'm sure, like wildly high up. Yeah, and also like RuPaul just like really like. That's dominating. Like that's a that's an alpha move yeah. right there. Yeah. Like holy shit. <laughs> I don't know. I had some the kids that I was watching it with, like kids the they're our age, but like um, <laughs> the you know, like hey kids, come let's go let's watch some RuPaul. <laughs> um they uh are speculating that RuPaul's done, like that he'll retire from drag race <sighs> and someone else will take it on because of so how weird the se- the season was and like uh-huh. In particular, they they pointed out that music video that he was in and like dancing along in and doing like Jay Z vibes throughout yeah, it. Yeah, and they yeah. were like, "That's ridiculous. He's having a lot of fun because he is done." <laughs> oh, I hope not. We tried to watch. We started watching uh, Drag Race Canada, and RuPaul's not on that, um, and it's it's just not not the same. I suspect that an American version or U.S. version could pull something off with a renowned like drag race or Maybe. other drag because like drag feels like oh man if it, if it pretty... got handed off to like Bianca Del Rio I don't you probably don't know who that is mm-hmm. huh oh my god would that be good or bad oh that would be amazing oh see then there are options potentially. yeah that would be very very cool <laughs> I wonder but... how much money that would cost <sighs> I don't know. If it's anything like Bianca Del Rio, uh, Bianca Del Rio's come to like do, uh, they do more like stand up kind of mm-hmm. stuff. 
So uh, she's performed at the Crest like a couple times in recent years, but tickets are so expensive. Like $59? Oh, like over a hundred. Oh, really? I can't, yeah. I can't bring myself to that. Like, I feel like I think I would pay for a drag race finale if I was going there with friends and having a good time. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't imagine something like for me, like. So I'm going to go see Haley Whittier's on Friday mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm. tickets were like $29. That's yeah. pretty good. Mm-hmm. But still like feels like, I don't know, dude, there's a problem. Like when you're, when, when we, when we were young and we were listening to bands like Promise Ring, like we were, the, we, the max we were paying was like $12 or 15 yeah. or something like that. I just yeah. got used to that. And totally. That's how I was able to go to shows like multiple times a week because they were so cheap. But yeah. Now you're staring down the Ticketmaster arrow of like $120 to get a yeah. bleed seat to see Miranda Lambert's. I mean, if I were going to like Cafe Colonial multiple times a week, I could probably pull that off. But like, like yeah, I bought tickets to that Nico Case show for Amanda and I, and it was like 70 bucks for both of them or something like yeah. that with fees and all that shit. It's actually the determining factor for that Jawbreaker thing. I was so going to go to that show, mm-hmm. um, that band so, so good and just like, it's like they're in Sacramento. What? Yeah, yeah I can't yeah. pass that. And then I got to the point where it's like, okay, it's like 79 bucks. I'm going to be wearing a mask because it will be in March. I'm mm-hmm. not going to take a mask off yet. And I'm going to try and sing along inside of my mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be awful. You yeah. Know? And it's already so expensive. So I don't know. If you, a uh, little sacto <laughs> hack, if you go to the Ace of Spades box office, there are fewer fees you have to pay. Oh, totally. I felt like, was that the case with a thing that sells out instantaneously, like that kind of show? I don't know. Last time I went to a show there, it wasn't like an instant sellout. I saw AFI there a few years ago. That'd be cool. It was, it was all right. I don't, I really don't like that venue. I went, well, I've been one time. I also mm-hmm. don't like the venue. I went to see the Get Up Kids. Oh, tight. Um, on that tour, like Shannon and I went down to San Francisco and to the one in Sacramento oh, to cool. check it out. I think Cody and was at felt- that show too. It sucked though at yeah. um, uh, Ace of Spades. Like, I mean, just the barrier alone is dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't like that the stage is in the corner. <laughs> I don't like that the only the limited seating that's there is on like this weird raised, like short raised balcony type thing. Yeah, and, like the prince and princesses. Of, yeah, of yeah, and like the <laughs> the like pit area is taped off, and you can't the second you step outside of the the line. Like some security guard comes by and it's like, you need to be. I don't like it. Yeah. I'll, I guess I'll just go to well. San Francisco. Thank you. Yeah. Like that. Like Cody talking about leaving town because our venues are shitty. Like <laughs> yes, a band yes. we love will come to town, but we'll still drive four hours to see them somewhere else. <laughs> yes. Sacramento's are weird, man. <laughs> Fuck Goldfield, man. Yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree. I feel like. I don't know. An important artist that you know comes through. It seems like it's a conflicting moment. Like, do you feel like letting them know also, like I would, I would have been at tweeting Mm -hmm. that, that musician and just being like, yo, you don't (laughs) look what you're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. Let them know what's going on. That happened. Did that happen with Goldfield at one point? They get someone to drop off a bill. Yeah. Well, they got that show. It was like pride weekend and they had like this, the basically like a super homophobic like trump supporting guy that was supposed yeah. to play there and kid they, rock right what it was kid, kid rock, rock. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's kid rock's cousin um, <laughs> but they uh they got enough complaints 
Uh, and they, they, you know, after quite a few excuses and bullshit, they finally canceled the show. But I was nervous about because we were playing. My band was playing a show downtown that night. It's so, like I was slightly nervous that like all these honkies that were going to be going to that show were just going to be going around Midtown like fucking with people. But I mean, that's a that's like, you know, like supporting finding out that the guy who runs your sandwich shop around the corner from your work is a bigot is one thing. But like supporting a venue like that, that literally brings people from outside of town mm-hmm. into town to cause mm-hmm. a ruckus and be dicks. is like it's it's wild. Yeah, I I, I feel like pushing back on that is important. Yeah. I agree. At the same time, I just don't like in here in Sacramento, like you one show every two or three years, you're like, Oh <laughs> shit, but he's there. He's playing at that venue. Yeah. Fuck. All yeah. right. All right. And they have two now. They have one in Roseville and Sacramento <laughs> and, uh, and they keep getting really good shows. Yeah. Those bastards. Anyway, that's exactly what this podcast is about. It's yeah. Getting, getting that, that crew shut down. <laughs> Are you excited about this country festival that's coming to Discovery Park? I don't know anything about a country. What are you talking about? Tim McGraw, buddy. Oh, no. Tim I mean, McGraw's coming. Um, I am not a Tim McGraw. Let me see. I have a screenshot because Harjeet sent it. We've got Tim McGraw. We've got Sam Hunt. Brothers Od- Osborne. Cody said he's excited about Diamond Rio. I don't know. I don't know who Diamond Rio is. When is what day is this? This is uh, October fifteenth and sixteenth, the day after my birthday. Your birthday's October fourteenth. It sure is. I don't know, man. Like Tim McGraw is a dick. I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. Uh, I don't know any of these. These. Uh, this is the week after I go artists. see old Miranda Lambert. Oh. Uh, you're going to be all showed out after that. So you're going to Vegas. That means you could go to the, uh, Tom Devlin's Monster Museum if you wanted to. Wait, there's one in Vegas too? No, you'd have to drive south like south. 30 minutes. But oh, Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like what I want to do there. Like, Do I want to make it a thing where it's like, I've always hated Vegas. I feel it like sucks. it epitomizes the worst aspects of our culture. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna buy a bolo that, that <laughs> and I'm gonna wear a, I'm gonna wear a suit, yeah, out of respect for Miranda's residency. That's right. Um, maybe I should also just like lean into some, some cocktails or something. <laughs> like that. Or do I just jump in, go to the show, and then jump out? And yeah, see yeah. Else? yeah. I don't know what to do yet. Yeah, I've there's cool stuff like around that area. Uh, all the times we've gone out that direction we've only gone to vegas like twice i think mm-hmm. uh and one time it was just the absolute worst experience it was just like because everyone smokes because you can just mm-hmm. walk around smoking inside, in the there, inside mm-hmm. and we tried to see uh mike park play a mm-hmm. solo show at, at like this little restaurant bar thing and it was we got there sort of late because it was a spur of the moment thing we had han and, and amanda was pregnant with Lhasa and there was just like a billow of smoke inside and we we're just mm-hmm. yeah no nope, we're gonna we're gonna leave yeah I mean <clears throat> yeah we were born into those environments too though mm-hmm. I'll just mm-hmm. say that like it's true it's pretty I, standard fare around the time we were being born yeah I just didn't yeah. want to deal with it no it totally makes sense I've never been a person who had any interest in going there mm-hmm. until I saw this particular thing sure, I think sure. what happened was is that Lambert's playing State Line in July, and um, I don't know how I'm. It's like a it's like a re 
it's a rescheduled date from a COVID canceled show. Oh, okay. okay. So I came up across the date and I like went onto the website and I was like, hey, hell, I'm going to, we'll just do this. We'll go to state line. Um, same problems exist there, of course, because it's still weird Nevada. Yeah. Um, but they had no pair t- seats together. It was like all single seats. Oh, interesting. Like, what the fuck? Okay. Like, I guess it's a, <laughs> maybe we can buy them somewhere else. Or something. I, don't yeah. know. I don't want to mess yeah. with this. And I was like, oh, well, look at here. What's going on next yeah, yeah. at the end of the year? I'll go check this out. That's pretty cool. But, It'll be fun. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to take a quick break and get myself a drink. You'll have, you'll notice that I've been suffering from a cold over the last couple of days. I don't know why it's hitting me in this moment because I actually had a really good cold-free-ish day. Yeah, yeah. You know, nighttime comes. So okay. I'll be right back. All right. One hour later. <clears throat> this house sounds like an infirmary because Shannon's like coughing and... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Cats are coughing. Cats are coughing. Everybody's sick. It's not COVID. We all tested negative, but... Oh, that's good. It's like the first illness in two years. I know. I forgot how much I hated it. (laughs) Yeah, nobody's been sick around here for for like two years. And I think I'm starting to suffer from allergies for the first time in my life. Yeah, Dude, same for me. Actually, I've been here now eight years and I started to feel it a bit earlier this year. It's Everyone says it comes for you eventually. Yeah. Um, I, uh, the other morning I woke up and was, just like feeling like shit and my nose was all stuffy and I took a COVID test. I was like, this, it's obviously COVID. But I was like, <laughs> you said that as you swab your nose. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously COVID. Uh, it wasn't. But. Anybody who can talk while that thing's shoved up their nose <laughs> is pretty impressive. Especially with such like, uh, you know, like such emotion. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I have not. I mean, I have not had COVID. I I do feel like <clears throat> I, I just wish that the d- discussion on masks hadn't become so political. Because like, I liked not having a cold for two years. Because like, yeah. I think one thing we forgot in all of this conversation is that it sucks to be sick. Yeah, like it doesn't. It just sucks. Yeah. Like, ugh. Not just because you have to use your you have to use your time pay time off when mm-hmm. you're at work and if you're it's your Friday, like you're just totally you waste a whole like weekend or something like that. Yeah, it just sucks. Yeah. So. Don't um don't come at me. I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> He's wearing least. one right now. Right now, <laughs> inside. I mean, that's actually a thing. Like, uh, Shannon had been back and forth between here in Long Beach, where she's from, uh-huh. and like um, flying in airplanes is a time of catching illnesses. Sure. And like, yeah. I think if yeah, if you're if if somebody you live with travels somewhere, make them wear a mask inside the yeah. house for three or four days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 what else was I going to ask you about? I mainly wanted to talk about Drag Race. We didn't announce. We didn't actually spoil anything. No, we didn't. We didn't say who won. It's been about forty minutes, so all those people are coming back. <laughs> maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should fend them off a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a couple more minutes. Willow Pill won. <laughs> well, without warning. Holy <laughs> shit! That's a. Um, that's like such a, a conclusion that like so. It's my first season watching, and I watched with a group of um, I think there were six of us total, and we each. At the very beginning of the season, picked our a queen to to root for, mm-hmm. and we had like if they if they won, you know, um, if they won an episode, we got to pick a a, a, a prize out of a hat. Willapil won one time, and I got a chip clip. Nice. It says Maui on it. Nice. It's pretty sick, actually. I'll admit it, it's a great one. Um, <laughs> but um, I never in a million years thought that that Willapil like such a such a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Like, I think uh-huh. the reason like I I picked her the first episode I had ever seen. <clears throat> maybe it was the second whatever like you know like when at the very beginning yeah the the like talent show when when she does that like spaghetti bathtub thing yeah 
Right. It was so fucking weird. And I don't know anything about drag at the time. Yeah. We still really don't. Yeah. And RuPaul's reaction was just so like, I was watching Ru's reaction to these yeah. different, to these different Queens coming through. Cause I was like, oh, I got to pick somebody. I got to make it make a good pick. And RuPaul was just like, Whoa, yeah. look at this. This is amazing. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm gonna pick that yeah. queen right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, lo and behold, I'm one for one. Yeah. As it relates to picking the winner, um, there, in episode one. There you go. You got to go back and watch the old seasons, man. There's some really great it's, ones. It's a time thing for me. Man, yeah, I know. What I, I need know. to do is like, <clears throat> I mean, you're married to a pretty powerful library person. Maybe <laughs> yeah. advocating for the 35 or 32 hour work week will help me. Okay. Okay. Do this. So just a little nudge, you know, when you're like having dinner, it's like, hey, how about 32 hours of work over at that library? Well, buddy, do you want to talk about Promise Ring now? <laughs> I think the Promise Ring. I feel like since around 1998, mm-hmm. I think for me, I would say 98, there is nothing more that I would rather do <laughs> from 1998 until today. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Literally <laughs> from back in the day when I got my first XXL promise ring shirt. Nice. If it, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I feel like <clears throat> for your, um, for your co- um, constant listeners like this is a weird episode because like Danny Danny texts me up like six days ago something like that not yeah. that long ago yeah and um, states the obvious something I didn't look at because I hadn't gone onto Twitter yet that day that uh, Woodwater is 20 years old yeah. I was like fuck really that's a that's a that's an old record um, <laughs> and I put it on you know because I have it because mm-hmm. who if you don't have it you're not somebody I will talk to I don't have it um Oh shit! Really? Yeah. You have it. You have access to it on streaming, right? Well, sure. Yeah. But okay. I don't, well, then um, I'll talk to you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, I feel like I feel like the I have had the CD since it came out. Yeah. But the wood, the LP I bought in the last couple of years. Uh, I think it I got like, reissued. Is it still the ten inch vinyl? <clears throat> no, it's twelve. It's oh, did two, they reissue but it's it on three 12? discs? Oh, dude, Jade Tree did a bunch of cool reissues over the past couple of years, and that was that one shit. of them. It's still up on their website. Is actually. it really? I'm clicking through to Kings Road merch, see if it's still available actually, because like their website puts it there, but Yeah. Um it does not Oh, here we go. Woodwater. Two LP, but it's only three sides. Like the fourth side is yeah. a, is an image. Okay. It's cool. Yeah, twenty two ninety nine right there, clear. What? That's a pretty good price for a Holy double LP cannoli. actually. Like Oh yeah, only twenty one dollars on Discogs. Yeah, that's Shoot. a. You don't find LPs at that price anymore. No. Actually, I actually have to give them a heads up because, like, below that is 30 degrees everywhere and it's only $17.99. That's like a Discord price. Yeah. Dang. J Tree, get it. So I only have uh, Nothing Feels Good and 30 Degrees Everywhere and then a couple seven inches. I have a couple seven inches too, but I, I did not look at what they were. Which ones do you have? I have the first one, just like the self titled seven inch. And falsetto keeps time. Uh, I do not, unfortunately, have the Texas is the reason split. Oh, I do have that. Oh, such a good song from, from both bands. And I don't have very emergency. I don't even know. I listened to very emergency like yesterday, and I think it was maybe the first time I'd ever listened to it. Are you serious? Aside really? from uh, the song "Emergency, Emergency." I feel like when was Nothing Feels Good came out in 97, right? 97, 98. 97. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Sh- 
I'm pretty sure the first new Promise Ring album for me was very emergency. Uh-huh. And I was a huge fan when it came out. Like I had told you about how like the Deftones around the first, the first album I went to the record shop yeah. on the day of its release for, like yeah. this is another big one for me where I was oh, like okay. super excited okay. to, to listen to it. Um, and I'll admit like, I mean, I know in retrospectives of this band and just like people's like music people, like music writers, mm-hmm. like very emergency is sort of like a, Hey, eh, they didn't really, uh, they, I don't know what they were doing with that one. It's uh it's strange. I um I kind of like it. It's very like power pop. Oh yeah. I mean I'm I was going to say like I get where they're maybe coming from as it relates to like progression for a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's unbelievably good in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion. It it makes sense like in the progression cuz like 30 degrees everywhere is super emo and then nothing feels good gets a little more pop and then they go power pop. But then Woodwater is like, "Wait, what are you guys doing?" I feel that way too, but maybe there's a debate to be had here. And like, and I think in the things I was trying to read a little bit in the couple of days since you were like, Hey, let's do an episode on promise ring. Mm-hmm. I guess to, to wrap up that previous segment, oh, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like the lead time on this is probably for me, at least in the couple of episodes I've done with you, the least amount of actual lead time. So sure. we'll see how this goes. Yeah. But like when I think about like, I was like scrambling a little bit the other day, like trying to be like, Oh, I want to read a little bit about Woodwater mm-hmm. um, at the time. And then also how people see it today. And it felt to me like what people thought was problematic about very emergency was is that it it's as if it took a part of their music like the the pacing of it mm-hmm. again from a music like you would be able to talk more about the music music but like the pacing and the, and the lyrics like were certain aspects of nothing feels good that were really successful but not um all of what was really successful and nothing feels good yeah. particular tempo changes and shifts like it wasn't as intricate yeah um, so it was like they took one bubblegummy part <laughs> that, that that hit really well and they did a whole album just in that tempo, yeah. just in that style. Yes. And then they went into Woodwater, which really feels like um, it feels like between Nothing Feels Good and Woodwater, there's something that's missing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one dude, I think I read somewhere that they were t- someone was talking about and I, I I don't agree because I don't think this way about music, but sure. I agree in that I love the EP Boys and Girls or Boys Plus Girls. Mm-hmm which came out right before very emergency is something that like they were thinking like this is an EP that if it were a full album and it was in the vein of how it's done makes an appropriate transition to Woodwater. Uh-huh. But very emergency is what makes Woodwater feel weird because very emergency is weird. Sure. Not Woodwater. Sure. That's the argument. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> uh, I'm not super familiar with that EP, but, um, Oh dude, I picked a song from it for us to listen to today. Oh, so. sick. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, we should listen to the whole damn EP. It's, I think it's, um, what do you call something when it's per- perfection? Um, I think it's perfect. Per- it's perfect. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the th- funny thing about this band, like the EPs that they released on CD, uh-huh. all in the skinnies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The skinny uh, things. Um, This one and then the pink one. What was the pink one called? I think it's just called pink, isn't it? Electric pink. That's oh, right. Oh, close. And then even to some degree, Horse Latitudes, which is a little bit longer. Oh, I love Horse Latitudes. They're all so good. Those mm-hmm. three little skinny, skinny maxi CDs. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. So good. They're a good band. Oh, I agree. They're, <laughs> they're, uh, they're really good. I, I honestly didn't get into them, like really into them until probably 2000 and... I don't know, seven or eight. Oh, it's wild because they'd been gone for years yeah, at that point. Yeah. Like I'd always been <laughs> familiar with like a handful of songs. And I had like that seven inch and I knew that that song really well or those songs really well. Cause I, I bought the 
the falsetto keeps time at hot topic like years and years and years ago and so i knew those songs really well and i had a couple other like songs just like napster songs you know uh, but it wasn't until like years and years later that i like got really into those first two albums and then never spent much time with the others i think i listened to woodwater quite a few times uh, and one song i actually one song i like a lot off of woodwater and it, i put it on a Little little mix CD from my wife way back when, before she before, was my wife. After you were ma- oh really yeah. interesting. Do you think that's why she's your wife today? Um, I'm I'm lucky she's she's stuck <clears throat> around. There's a little after putting that yeah. water song on. Uh, was it get I'm, on the floor? Let's just say, <laughs> let's just say I'm happy she stuck around. Oh okay, all right. Wink wink. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as I scramble to figure it, I'm crying now. <laughs> I guess that I would just, yeah, I I don't know. It's a band I I loved yeah. since right before Very Emergency. Mm-hmm. So let's go. Let's, what do we want? How do we want? How do we want to do, do this? this? Let's start with some Woodwater songs because that's what sparked this whole conversation. But by, by the way, folks, we're just going to talk about whatever promising we feel like talking about. Um, yeah, I brought four in the end: two Woodwater, two non-Woodwater. I have I have five videos we can watch. Um, one of them is not a Promise Ring song. But it is the promise ring doing a cover. Playing a nun. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. Okay. The problem with the Woodwater videos, though, I found like the two songs that, that I wanted um, to talk about. Mm-hmm. First of all, like I'm, I'm starting to learn, like listening to you and Cody, that, you know, like moods and songs are similar to one another. And I feel like all the songs I pick are similar, but regardless, yeah. like there's not good video footage of them. No, there's really not. Time. Like all I have is live footage and it's, all more recent live footage and then there's one like tv appearance but is it the conan show oh my god the worst live performance of all time (laughs) i can't wait there is it so can i i'll kick it off can i do that (laughs) i'm just gonna be an ass and be like all right i'm gonna put into the old watch together algorithm so the song should i talk about this song at all do i need to say anything or uh What do you want to hear from me, Danny? Let's just. Do you want me to just sing the song a cappella <laughs> yeah, first? Could, could you? Could you like that emo cappella video we watched? On so TV if stuff? I had a dime for. <laughs> yeah, I can. Davy. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. All right, so I found one music video. I had never seen this. I watched this earlier. Well, I watched like a quarter of it. This is terrible. It's and just let it be known, like it's not good. It's bad. <laughs> no. I'm not coming here to like talk it up as like the video. Like this is not Taking Back Sunday where the videos are just magic. Yeah, this is terrible. No, Flava um, Flav is not in sight. It makes me think like as I reflect on this album, as I reflect on this band a lot, like in particular like their live shows. Like when they got to Woodwater, lyrically inside of that album, uh-huh. the performances, if you find them anywhere of the time, like um, what you call like contemporary performances of it, I couldn't find a single one. Just the Conan one. Yeah, I think yeah, that was about it sure. around that time. Now I know Davey was experiencing a lot of um, head trauma, like so he was oh. he was not well during that time. Interesting, I didn't know that. So I think he had he had like a I've read about this. Like they got into a van accident oh. after playing with the band Hum, which I think is Whoa. sick. Can you imagine seeing Promise Ring and Hum together? Yeah. Um, and Davey developed a, t- a benign tumor and oh, had head sur- had surgery, and then eventually, like that surgery, like they pulled it out. It wasn't cancerous. Mm-hmm. And he went on playing for a while and then he had like a problem with whatever had happened up there. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I don't know exactly what happened. And he passed out at a show. Oh, my God. Had to have part of his skull removed and shit. Like, so I don't know, like what the timeline is. I would like Davey, if you're listening, come on the yeah, show. Yeah. <clears throat> Tell us just about this because we don't actually <laughs> talk to musicians about their music. 
like clarify this timeline for us because there is not much going on um, around this time. Mm-hmm. But also like, and I th- when I, as I think about the lyrics of Woodwater, as I think about this, <laughs> this, stu- this stupid video mm-hmm. and their performance on Conan, I'm not sure they wanted to do this anymore. Like, I just don't like feel that their creativity wasn't there. Their live performance obviously wasn't that great. And his lyrical content, although this album is stunning, I think it's really good. The whole thing, like this song in particular is just like, he finishes it with a subtle chant that is just stop playing guitar. Like the end of it, you're just like, what's going on, bro? Like he's done, you know? Uh, So do you want to watch it? Yeah, let's fucking watch it. All right. Let's watch some people put some guitars together and I'm going to turn this way Should probably turn down. this down a little now. Can you hear me? I can now. I turned okay. it down. I guess we got a audio medium. We should let everyone know that there's some guitars being made. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to stop playing guitar and just uh, work on them instead. <laughs> you need your guitar like a, set up. Go see Davey. Davey. It's like a dorky, like, recording studio what's he doing it it looks like a uh, what is that called like a luthier a luthier like where you go to it's get your you... guitar set up and stuff but at the same time like it's also like a recording but it's studio, also a recording studio it? it's both so it's like a guitar nerd's dream yeah. right you can build your guitar and then immediately record a song and you can and they invite this musician in who can't see uh-huh. <laughs> i don't know why that's relevant maybe He's putting that bait string on like way too. Uh, he's paying way too much attention to how he's putting those bass strings on. Well, it's perfectly, yeah, perfectly tuned bass string. He's creepy. <laughs> like this is not the promise ring that you think of yeah. from three years earlier when they were just cute. They were like super cute. He's got this woman in the studio where he's making guitars and he's staring at her in <laughs> just like creepy s- intense. He's way. staring and singing this song at her. <laughs> Yeah, when he, like, he got a little bit over it, so he decided to go put some goggles on and cut another guitar. <laughs> it's so weird, dude. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, the guitar is... Whoa, dope. that's a cool guitar. That. Yeah, it's like a heart-shaped yeah. guitar with like a thunderbolt coming out of it. Wow. What's funny about this song, though, is that like... The pacing on this song is ridiculous. Uh-huh. Like he takes like forty-five seconds to say one sentence <laughs> at the beginning of it, but he's like doing something that he never did before because he in his previous songs he never made sense. Like he was he would like yeah. have all these funny lines, yeah, and they were beautiful and funny mm-hmm. and interesting, but they never really made sense. And here he's just like telling a story that's super relatable, but it's all linear. That's why I was going to try to write that word. Oh, linear, okay, it's got yes. a linear song. <clears throat> Uh, Where he's like at the bar with his friends, drinking, reminiscing about how often he played guitar. And he comes up with uh, amazing lyrics like, yeah, 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 oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's better in this song than it is during that Conan <laughs> performance. <laughs> What's that eyebrows go Stop up. it, dude. It's like, oh, no, she's touching so the creepy. guitar. <laughs> he... Oh my gosh, why did they make this video? It's just so gross. Uh, also, this bass tone is horrible. There we go. That was like a. That might actually be how it's recorded, too, I think. Huh? Yeah, it was gross. <clears throat> um, as far as emo bands that went this direction of like acoustic and 
a little more southern country influence maybe who did it better promise ring or get up kids oh promise ring this album's way better than anything we get up kids did after something right home about yeah, yeah okay. i think 100 <laughs> do you you agree or oh yeah one yeah totally no, oh so they the the woman who entered the studio could not see she played this shock guitar yeah and she can now see i don't know what i think about that oh is that what happened yeah, wow. she, her like eyes got all glowy and. Does that mean I don't know what I think. Davy von Bolin <laughs> is is Jesus. He's I mean he's definitely been playing the Jesus vibe. Yeah. His band is called Promise Ring. Like, there's something about him, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, great song, bad video. Oh, it's so bad. The video is so yeah. bad, but it's such a good song. Yeah. Like I feel like the idea of like um. He, so like I said, it takes him about 30 seconds to say, so if I had a dime for every time I should have stopped playing guitar and put my nose in a book, then my head would be healthy and my guitar would be dusty. Yeah, yeah. And that might just save me from a bunch of bad songs. It takes him forever to say it. But it's such a cool line. And every time I hear somebody putting, singing about a nose in a book, yeah, it's my favorite song instantaneously. <laughs> so. uh, and I totally agree. I should have done the same thing. <laughs> no. It didn't save you from a bunch of bad songs? Uh, yeah, probably a bunch of bad songs, but thankfully nobody heard them. Oh, see, but Davey didn't write any bad songs. That's true. I'm, Adam, I'm adamant to argue. Maybe that the song is about me. Song. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> so sorry. That's right, because he says, Danny, every time I, you should have. Oh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> that's not true. Uh. But <laughs> you do get the sense, though, that he's like, <laughs> he's not into it. Yeah, anymore. this is like. <laughs> His, um, uh, this is like him, uh, writing his letter of resignation. That's what I'm getting at. In essence, yeah. yeah. It was a tough time for them. Like they were, sell- they were charged with being sellouts because they joined Anti, an offshoot of yeah, Epitaph Records. Not- Did people really call them sellouts for that? I think oh so. Like God. I remember reading an article with him where he said something along the lines of like, I don't ask who pays for your college. Why do you ask who pays for my record? Yeah, come on. It's a pretty good line. It's fucking but. anti. It's not DGC or something. <laughs> like, come on. Even still, but yes, even still. Yeah. But I mean, they still Davy still like did music stuff. Maybe they just didn't like playing together anymore. I don't know. It felt like that that band it was just the. I think you know, like typical of that book sellout that we talked about mm-hmm. last time we met. Like, it feels to me like they just became too meaningful to a lot of people and everything they did was potentially hurtful. Sure. Sure. And in particular, like this group, like they catered so heavily in night from like, from like nothing feels good up until this album, mm-hmm. um, to a specific niche subset of white men yeah. with tight jeans <laughs> and like even, and then those white men with tight jeans would age out and stop listening to them. And then there would be another group of white men with tight jeans yeah, yeah, yeah. who listen to them. So it's like, I feel like they were at a point where like they could only appease a certain set of 17 to 22 year olds. And yeah, that was it basically. Yeah. And they didn't like that set of that. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's tough for them. So I think it's not about not making music. It's just like mm-hmm. the band itself. It sort of played itself. out. Yeah, totally. Did you get into any of the post promise ring stuff? Vermont maritime. I love Vermont mm-hmm. a lot actually, which is more in line with this. Yeah. Maritime, there was like a half of one of their albums that I liked the first couple. Yeah, of. that's kind of how I feel about most post-Promise Ring stuff. I like some of it. I mean, 
by about 2010, so as Maritime's winding down, uh-huh. <clears throat> like you have Cap and Jazz reunion, you have Promise Ring reunions, mm-hmm. you have like that they just start making money off of yeah yeah the previous bands, which is cool. I went to both of those reunions. You saw a Cap and Jazz reunion? Yeah, they played it in San Francisco. Oh shit, that's dope. It was dang. It was neat, and Davey was there. And that was cool. And then Promise Ring did their reunion in 2010. I think they were actually both in like 2010. They played at the Fillmore in San Francisco. Yeah, I don't see any of these. Damn. All right, let's do... It's already on the little suggestions here. So let's watch Become One Anything One Time live on Conan. Here we go. On Conan. from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They heard to perform a song from their new album, Woodwater. Please welcome The Promise Ring. See, that video was such a fucking lie, too, because Davey is always happy. That dude's got a smile on his yeah. face every time. I love it. His live performances are like that, you're right. Yeah. He's stoked to be there. That makes me very happy. And I like he's not wearing his hat, but I feel like he's always wearing a hat. Right. I think a lot of that. I mean, he'd always been wearing a hat before that. You're right, because he balded a little bit. Yeah. Early, it looks like, but. What do you think of this song? I love this song. How would you describe it? Um, like genre-wise. Yeah. Um. Emo folk rock. Emo folk rock. Nowhere would you say adult contemporary? I mean, when you say emo folk rock, you're basically saying adult contemporary. contemporary. That's good. I think I like this song too. I prefer it way more on the record because I feel like his uh is less creepy. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a very exciting song to see them play live. Yeah. The pedal steel's cool. Yeah. I think they're, musically, they're playing it perfectly, yeah. right? Like, it's just, it's really well done. Yeah, the performance is good. His, yeah, his voice doesn't sound the greatest at, at times. Um, he's got his hip shake going on, though. But, like, I mean, he's, he's so famous for his sort of flamboyant stage presence. Yeah, 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 kind of bouncing around and... He can't really do it with this song, which is kind of a shame. I also, like, when I watch these, you often will see, like, Conan or (laughs) some of the other late, late performers when, like, a band, like, At the Drive-In or something gets, finally gets their their shot at live television or television. And you know, like, this is a legendary band, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that has toured for years and years and years. Yep. It's played in the dingiest spots (laughs) and some of the bigger spots, too. And they're just epic live. Yeah. And you're, you're Danny Ensley, and you're seeing them for the first time late at night on TV on your recliner couch with your with your Coors Light. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, they just don't like who are like, it sucks yeah. for them. I think because it's the context isn't there. The context isn't there at all. I remember uh, going to, I drove to LA and saw Thursday play, uh, and then that 
during the day, I, I guess, or maybe that evening or whatever, but uh, they were on some late night show. I think Craig Kilborn, maybe. <clears throat> um, and so after the show was over, I went back to uh, the place where I was staying and we watched the performance on late night or whatever. It was fucking awful. Like, the yeah. again, like you said, the context of like Thursday performing to basically no one yeah. is not very cool. <laughs> And the uh, work, and the man. like mix was fucking horrible. This mix is actually really good for a TV <coughs> performance. That's true. I mean, they got to get that keyboard guy a higher stool, but <laughs> they really do. <laughs> His posture is worse than mine, I think. That um that particular performance is 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 featured in that sellout book actually, and with the same sort of review that you're talking. Oh, about. Oh really? Yeah, they oh, were like man. pretty hard on that performance. I gotta read that book. Because the show at, at the Palladium or wherever I saw them was, was great. Like, they put on a great show. Yeah. Oh, speak of the devil. There you go. Punk Rock Vids. I used to go to that website all the time. Every day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> See what they had uploaded. <clears throat> I guess, like, I don't know. What, did, what's your, uh, what are your thoughts on that song and that, that vid? It's a good performance. I mean... I kind of wanted to watch it because it was, you know, probably their only TV performance. Mm-hmm. Um, the mix was really good. You know, I was expecting something more along the lines of that Thursday performance or like when Saves the Day was on Craig Kilborn or whatever. That was fucking horrible, too. But it seems as though the Promise Ring had reached a point in their career where they could be mixed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Plus, it's like a it's like, like a quiet adult contemporary song. It's not like, <laughs> yeah. you know, a post hardcore song or something. Does it tell their story in any way? Like no, I mean, I mean you hear that, the and then if if like I'm Joe Schmo who's never heard of this man before, and I see that performance, and I'm 40 years old, I'm like, oh, this is speaking to me in my adult contemporary <laughs> life, my contemporary adult life, and I go down to uh, at the, at this time Tower Records, and they don't have Woodwater, but they have 30 Degrees Everywhere. I'm gonna Pick be disappointed. A picture postcard is not, it's not from the vacation you thought no. you were on. I mean, at least it's the tempo is maybe similar. <laughs> the recording is definitely <laughs> better. But, so yeah, I don't, it's not a good representation of the promise ring. It's maybe a good representation of what they were doing at that time, though. That's true. I can see that. Yeah, because yeah, if you hear, you see that and you go pick up Woodwater, you're like, oh, this is great. The The vocals are better now. Yeah. Yeah, and his uh, uh sound better. Mm-hmm. I guess like for me, like it just lacked energy. Cause I sure, get, <clears throat> it's a dull we'll song. <clears throat> totally. The, I, I mean, I, maybe we'll have the time to watch one of their performance. I think I'm, I'll have I have one performances earlier on on my list, and like they took songs that were otherwise kind of sl- seemingly like slowish or just mm-hmm. kind of like maybe a little pop jumper, and then just like would plow through plow. them at like yeah, yeah, speed, yeah. just like turned turned songs that felt like melody pop songs into punk songs when mm-hmm. they played them live and i don't know like i wonder what davy was thinking in that moment on yeah. that stage recording that for conan O'Brien. <laughs> uh, like, this is what i've done all this for it's just like i don't know if i want to do this at this level anymore yeah it's interesting but it is a damn good song for it sure is a, it is a very good song it made it to the cd i made for for amanda back in that's 2010. the one yeah. love it oh. What's next on your from Woodwater? I'm gonna do a double check because I just didn't find anything in YouTube. 
But just in case I was being an idiot. I'd like to let everyone know this is the first episode of Five Songs or Less. I am going in with zero notes. You have no notes. Oh, dope. Zero (laughs) notes. Actually, I don't know if that's totally true. I think maybe some of the other bonus episodes I didn't have notes. I guess, like, for the sake of, like, there is no video for this song that I can find. (laughs) So just so everyone knows. Um, I can play the song into my phone if I into the mic if I wanted, or we could watch. No, let's watch this, a live uh, live video or like someone doing a cover of it. I don't. <clears throat> there is no live video. Hilariously, there's no live footage of this. Yeah, weird, right? It feels to me like there is a performance that's somewhere out there where there's gotta be. They've got it somewhere in their set, but I've got a a live performance of this song, but it's just audio. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. How did? Where did you find that? On YouTube. Starting. There's no one to save with your elbows. It's just like Come acoustic on, by himself, I think. Your no more guitar songs. It's just. This is off of something called Live at the Adventure Club with Josh. Okay, Josh. <laughs> you know, classic Josh. Um, he says, I think that I asked them to play about 30 songs and they wouldn't play any of them. Oh, they were in that moment where they were just playing Woodwater stuff? Maybe. Interesting. Unless this is like a recent... It only has one like. Zero comments. 21 views. Dude, this voice sounds pretty wrecked. Ooh, bad news, buddy. You been hanging out with Chris Caraba? The, dip, the downside for this is I suspect, like, some of the stuff that's really interesting about the song is at the end when he does, like, some of that, like, lost in the background vocalizing where he's like, I get on the floor and I just freak out and he says it oh, over and over again. Yeah. And then it gets like all spacey. I feel like Dante would really like this. Oh, sure, considering sure. how I think of the things that he likes, like um, some keyboard mixes and some funky uh-huh. shit they throw in towards the end. Oh, I like the end of this song. <laughs> yeah, it gets a little aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, just like buzzes out at the end. It's pretty yeah. sick. With a country interlude too, which we just kind of <laughs> heard. Like he definitely like, maybe that's one of the reasons I really like this song. Like mm-hmm. the dancing component is great. But also his like, I get on the floor and I just freak out. I, I want to know if that's like him being anxious or if he is describing how he actually dances on stage because we sure, know he can sure. dance. Yeah. And it it's looks weird. like a bit of a freak out sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> poor guy needs some tea or something. Yeah. I feel, I feel for him. How's he gonna do it? I feel paranoid. He's gonna go for it. Yeah, I like that change there. I feel paranoid. I get on the floor and I just freak out. I feel paranoid. I get on the floor and I just freak out. If this song came out in like 1997, I feel like it would have. They would have been huge. Oh yeah, this is totally like they would have been like, mainstream. Yeah, big time. Yeah, they'd be like opening for um, 
fucking who's possum kingdom the toadies oh <laughs> that man didn't stand up though did they in your opinion uh <laughs> that one song was really good to this day though yeah yeah that song is fucking sick but the rest of the album blows I gotta make a note to listen to it tonight. You know what I re- so listened to recently because I was at Lowe's and it was in the playing at Lowe's was um, better than Ezra. Oh God, yeah. Remember them? Yeah, they, I feel like that's one of the groups that um, <laughs> what's his name? Leslie Nope's partner would wear a shirt of in yeah. Parks and Rec. Yeah, 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 totally. I always like the. Norm, McDon- Norm McDonald weekend update joke of number two on the charts this week was better than that, better than or fuck I fucked it up I fucked it up <laughs> this is why I don't do comedy <laughs> better than Ezra uh, I don't know the joke was he says Ezra and then better than Ezra but anyway <laughs> if Dante if make- you're listening I apologize for ruining that is that one of his favorite jokes? He just he likes Norm Macdonald. Yeah, Norm Macdonald's pretty funny. I'll have to agree with that. He, it feels like kind of like a boy thing to like, but Norm Macdonald, sure. but sure, whatever. Well, you want to uh, watch uh, a an older song, but a recent video of it that that Are I you... took. Oh yeah, let's do that. This is the let me see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleventh result on YouTube. Okay, get ready. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we're watching uh, promising play a picture postcard at the Fillmore. Uh, I filmed it sideways, and so we have to like turn our monitors to the side to watch it. It's the quality is better than the original recording. <laughs> it's true. It's true. They should have recorded uh, this song on an iPhone. Why did you? Oh, it's so good. I'm gonna turn it up real quick. Okay. pretty sure I didn't record the whole song. This is only a minute and seven. It's very short. I have no comment. It's so good. I love that snare hit. Yeah, it's pretty good. Sorry, I didn't record the whole thing. If I, if I had known I was going to be doing this, I would have recorded the whole thing. Why was it sideways? Uh, something about iPhones back then. I I had turned my phone sideways to record this, <clears throat> but then when I went to transfer it onto YouTube, it automatically like made it the other way, and I don't know how to do anything. I'm glad it's there though that yeah. you didn't just delete it and say like this is dumb, but you yeah. put it up there. I left it up for people to see. Yeah. Uh, Dang, they were playing that real well. And like that's a thing about that <clears throat> initial recording was that it's a pretty shitty recording. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um the song when it was originally done, but I love that song so much. I just I kind of freaked out when they started playing it and I was like, "No, I need to take a video of this." Uh I was on the floor and I just freaked out. Yeah. But then I calmed down yeah. and took a video. It's an interesting yeah. I love it too. I think as I listen to it there 
I don't know the significance of like probably like a 16 or 17 year old kid like hearing like a boy in a rural community mm-hmm. where like aggressive masculinity was pretty much the norm. Yeah, yeah. To like hear and hear him sing <clears throat> about how he thinks about romance. Yeah. Don't forget to important. Don't forget to kiss me if you're really going to leave or whatever he says. Yeah, I mean that shit just like I had never heard a man say that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> before. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Davy. <laughs> Uh, and I love it. I love that it's just so mellow. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's great. It's definitely one of like, like their top five, top ten songs mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. If I'm, I, I feel like I haven't listened to it in a long time. So I thank you for bringing it up. It's like the a, a name that I know. Oftentimes I think about yeah this band, but like the recording, the quality is crappy, right? Like the I mean, the it's, degrees everywhere. It's fine. It's you know the stuff that was coming out at the time. Uh, somebody give me a like on that. I've I've had ten views. Possibly at least nine of them are me. It seems like all of them are probably you. Yeah. It's from September first, twenty twelve. That's when that show was. You got a third of that song. It's three minutes and ten seconds. Yeah. The full the full uh, recording, or the full video of that song recorded by someone else who knew how to use a camera, um, is actually up on YouTube as well. Dang. Never mind. I was playing it a little bit here. It just sounds fucking fabulous. I mean, like that's the thing about thirty degrees everywhere is like it's not a great recording, but it sounds it's, so good. It yeah, matter. it's fabulous. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> doesn't even matter. If it sounded any right. better, I would hate it. Yeah, that's actually a problem sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about that with four minute mile. Would you like a re-record of that? Ooh, <clears throat> no, no, thank you. You prefer the shady, the shady. I like the shadiness of it. The shady, something shadow, shady about this recording. Like, yeah, we paid one dollar for it. That's what. That's what's shady about it. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I love how gross it sounds. Totally. Do you want me to toss an old one on? Whatever you got next, I'm ready for it. (laughs) All right. So I've got two songs left that I've been thinking about messing around with. Um, I'll do. So you did a pretty old one. I'm going to do a newer one or newer than that. And it is in fact, in fact, this is from um, boys and girls or boys plus girls. Oh, sweet. And it is called best looking boys. Oh, at the fucking, (laughs) this is what I'm talking about. Bowling alley place in Chicago. Fireside bowl. Yeah. But like that idea that like they're on Conan and that's what we saw. Mm -hmm. And then there's this band. I want to point out that there's some um, questionable banter, uh, yeah. and I think it's important that we play it. <laughs> okay, we're just a but I'm lefty just like him. Oh, that's something. <clears throat> oh, bubblegum! This guy's my favorite heckler. <clears throat> Probably a Cubs fan too. Whoop it up, yeah, you're going home just like everyone else. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe Wick knows what I'm talking about, yeah, that's right. Some baseball commentary. Hey, hey at least our pitcher doesn't have a girl's name, Carrie Wood. <laughs> <God>, no. <laughs> suppose his husband lets him pitch too, huh? A little homophobia, right. yeah. there we go, Davey. Right. Rolling up the sleeves. Or were we just talking about the uh, toxic masculinity? Yeah. 
but he's like playing with it. Like I can't figure this vibe out because it's not actually, it's not what I meant. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interrupted by somebody in the crowd having to talk while I'm talking to him. That's right. Yeah, that's why he's totally God, what a terrible tonight. audience. I know. Sellouts. So thank you so much for making us sellouts tonight. <laughs> Jesse Brazil and the Alkaline Tree are also sellouts tonight, so. Super light. Oh my God. And this song is called Best Looking Boys. And... Dude, I'm. Just play. Nobody knows. No, they really don't care. But he does. He cares <laughs> deeply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They play it too fast, though, which is okay by me. Yeah, totally. If you're going to play it, play it fast. Oh, I remember this song. He's got that bop. Yeah. That I'm sure it's nowhere near the same now, but I would love to go to a show at this place. Oh yeah, totally. I just wish I was watching Braid. It just stinks to fucking not have it in there. Holy shit. Yeah. It probably stinks there. <laughs> this is like peak promise ring. Oh, totally, right? This is right after um, um, Nothing Feels Good. Yeah. The way he says, by the way. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm gonna have to listen to this EP tomorrow. The first song on the EP might be better. It's like the one that really sounds like, okay, now here's Nothing Feels Good goes into Woodwater, oh, okay. except we have a very emergency break in the middle, uh-huh. which is what this song sounds like. Um, yeah, this is this is very, very emergency, but I mean, it's also, I can see this being on Nothing Feels Good as well. Yeah, definitely. In particular, this. Uh, ending part when he starts name dropping <laughs> Michael D and uh, his other guy's name <laughs> David K the best looking boys who just sit around their home because oh. that's where they like to hang oh, out oh yeah what the fuck? <laughs> guitars just G- flirting with each other guitar just sounding like shit <laughs> The, the look at the audience though like they, I honestly don't think they like yeah, it yeah yeah <laughs> what the fuck is this so this is a new song at this point at the time yeah 98 okay yeah so nobody knows it how can you not bop to this though man I don't know I don't know it's I think impossible. they don't like it they're there to see Alkaline Trio I don't even an Alkaline Trio fan would bop to this but I mean like they're sort of local yeah, totally. That's right. They're just from Milwaukee up the, yeah. river, up the lake, no? And like, Alkaline Trio books. So it's probably maybe mostly people there, there to see Jess to Brazil. I don't know. Dude, I don't understand. 
all these people sound- need to go home. If they're just your Brazil fans, then they're Jawbreaker fans, and then this song would bop to them too. Yeah. Like I just don't. Jawbreaker could never. Look, I love Jawbreaker, <laughs> but they could never do this. You don't think so? No. It's a little too. It's a little too cheesy. It's a little too good. It's. I mean, <laughs> I think that's a pretty simple song. Like when I was listening yeah. to it, I was like, Dave's gonna, Dave's gonna be like, hey, this is too easy of a song. But like, it's, I love just how driving it is. It goes straight through it. Yeah. It's, it's super jumpy. It, it's, I fucking love the pop. It's, and I love his, his vocal, his lyrical decisions are super weird <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Um, I want to know who Michael D and David, David K, K are. And like, yeah. <clears throat> there's another video I watched of them live. It was a bigger stage. I wanted to show this dirty, sweaty one. Cause it's such a contrast, but like, a. Where he was like, Michael D and David K are here in the crowd. Oh shit! Uh, they don't know what they're about to. Ent- they don't know what they're about to hear. I wonder if um, it's going to be here on Genius.com. Let's find out. I always forget to check that spot. Best looking boys go all the way. No, Home. it is not. <laughs> well, anyway. I feel like your jawbreaker take is pretty controversial and I want to explore it a bit more. Like, <laughs> it's pretty like a like that's like a beat that's a that's a promise ring B-side and you're like a eh, jawbreaker could never do a song that good. No. No. I mean, look, I love jawbreaker, but they <clears throat> could never do pop anything pop related. Like That's true as, actually. As Boxcar is the closest. Yeah, Boxcar like is the absolute closest. Like Everything else is just kind of a little too grimy punk earlier on. Yeah. And then Dear You is just too like grunge or something. Does the promise ring exist without 24 hour revenge therapy? Um, yes. Or even Dear You for that matter. Yeah. Yes. It's a different, different lineage. Different lineage. Yeah. What about, what about like um, Weezer? Does Promise Ring exist without Weezer? Very Emergency yeah. doesn't exist without Weezer. Very Emergency in particular. Yeah. Okay. But up and through that, the lineage is not the same. Like these are, the, this Midwest stuff is not pulling, you're saying from, what is it pulling from? More the DC stuff? Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to say because I don't know too much about, about of the history aside from like the other bands they've been in. Cap and Jazz yeah. is, the, is, the, is a vital link. Yeah. But all those bands kind of sounded similar, like Cap and Jazz and Promise Ring and Braid and, and um, like all those kind of offshoot bands had a similar vibe, but they were different enough. But then I don't know, like Alkaline Trio doesn't exist without Jawbreaker. That's true. But Alkaline Trio doesn't like... also exist without uh, Cap and Jazz, probably. That could be, yeah. Maybe. Definitely Jawbreaker is a big influence on them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back to Woodwater for a little bit. Another live performance. Okay, here we go. Oh, hell yeah. Size of Your Life 2012. So this is the this same is year like, I saw them. <clears throat> Such a good song. Good choice. A great opener. I'm mostly familiar with like... Woodwater? I'm, I'm sorry, what? Oh, is this your last Woodwater song? Yes. Okay. Um, Go for I'm sorry, I interrupted you. <clears throat> I'm mostly like into the first half of Woodwater, I would say. Because that's... Oh, really? Yeah, that's kind of the... I'll listen for a while and then be like, okay, I'm going to listen to something else now. 
Interesting. I was I actually had anticipated you picking "Say Goodbye Good." Uh-huh. That song is real deep into the album. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it's like a. I don't know, all these songs like scream Danny the way that you describe some of the stuff that you like. Yeah. You're like, I don't know, man. I'm just like, this is how I listen to music today. <laughs> like, if this album had come out today, they would be your favorite album. It'd be very, your favorite album. Very ever. possibly. <clears throat> yeah, hell yeah. See, look at that. Like, what they didn't do on Conan is yeah. lean into their. He's like, really they just weren't comfortable leaning into it, and like he's putting so much like stank on his voice. Totally, he's got his hip movements yeah. going. Yeah, I don't know. I think they were might have just been vi- jump. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh my god. Damn, that jump is sick. Ooh. You know why this is? Because he put down that fucking acoustic guitar. That's what it yeah. is. That Conan performance is real let down. Yeah. Now, especially. I like to. There's take, some video. I'd like to take back my opinion on that Conan video, and that was a <laughs> fucking piece of shit. Apparently, you can turn Woodwater into a real rock. Yeah. Could you imagine if um, Woodwater sounded like this? I can. <laughs> I can, yes. <laughs> no, just imagine. <laughs> hey, look, he's doing his, look at his legs. That's that's straight out of like. Whoa. Yes, he did a spin. Dude. Hell yeah! Everyone needs to watch. If you're this listening video. to this. You got to watch this. Yeah, there's some older f- footage of him like doing massive dance, yeah. like breakdowns. Talking about <laughs> on the floor, just doing. Forget. See all those photographers stuff? down front too. Yeah, those are the Instagrammers. Yeah. This is in Chicago, I think. The Metro, I think that's Chicago. The only video in the world uh, called The Metro is in Chicago. Oh, really? I think it's a well-known Chicago place, but it could be somewhere else, too, I'm sure. That video Dang, was great. that was good. Yeah, I'm really happy you brought some life back to Woodwater, because I wasn't really sure. Yeah. We got a weird music video, a, a shitty Conan performance, and then a badass 2012 reunion <laughs> yeah, performance. We weren't doing them very. No. We weren't doing them justice. That sucks. I, I feel bad. Like, no, really, them, really, yeah. everyone. This song, this album is good. <laughs> I really should have looked for a stop playing guitar. Um, or no, wait, get on the floor in a live set like that from that 2012 reunion. Yeah, That's where I, I bet it, there's like I'd... a you know one of those like full set or whatever, and you have to go and look at the actual set list. Yeah. All right. Yeah, dude, good choice. Hell yeah. So you have one more. Um, oh yeah, I have I have the Promise Rings best song hands down. I don't know if you can guess it or anything like that, but uh, I have two more. One of which is a cover. It's up to you. Do you want to like? Do you want to do the cover last? Is that I was how thinking. We I was like thinking this? doing the cover last. Although, okay. uh, if you're in a band, anybody, if you open or close your set with a cover, I will leave. Are you serious? You for an open? No, you don't okay. open oh or close your set with a cover. You do that somewhere in the middle. You don't open or close it. I don't care if you're Save Ferris. I don't care. Excuse me? <laughs> Random. Is that like your favorite band? No, it's because they, they hit it big with their cover of Come On Eileen. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I don't care if you're Save Ferris. I don't care if you're Promise Ring. I don't care if you're Isley, the other band on, on the page here. You don't what about open or close with a cover. Even in an encore? You could start an encore with a cover, sure. But you have to then do another song. Yeah, yeah. Who does a one song Dude, I encore? Know, I, I always am wishing for it because I'm not the kind of person who wants. I don't like encore. I don't I'm either. Like, I already heard I don't either. Set. I saw the. Uh, do this again. 
smoking popes at press club one time and they're like this is where we usually walk off the stage but we literally can't get off the stage right now so we're just gonna keep playing yeah i'm with you on that one that sucks <laughs> uh, also uh, alkaline trio doesn't exist without smoking popes that's a that's a take at some point literally because their <laughs> smoking popes drummer was the alkaline trio drummer this is a game I like to play with you. <laughs> like, this doesn't <laughs> exist without this. And then trying to argue, like, I'm not a Smoking Popes fan, so I guess I couldn't what? say. I do think, I know, give them to me, please. Okay. Let's make this yeah, happen. Totally. Oh, shit. Um, but I do know, like, of Alkaline Trio as, like, a, you're like, oh, wait, I'm making the list right now. <laughs> Five songs right now. Bam, bam, bam. This is the Promise Ring slash Smoking Popes episode. <laughs> I mean, the Alkaline Trio sounds like, like they're just like a I always I always thought like they were like a little bit of a jawbreaker ripoff band, but they're a, they're a jawbreaker <laughs> and Smoking Popes ripoff band. Ripoff band. All right, bring that band to me. All right, I'm gonna put a video up on on your screen of one of I think like so like here's here's the thing. Nothing feels good is probably one of the best albums ever recorded. Sure. I'm yeah. just gonna say that. I'm not gonna argue. I, with I feel you. like. Um, so it's hard to pick a good song off of there. There's so much shit on there that's so fucking yeah. good. But like, I think um, a way to solve that, since they're all so good, is just to you know watch a 45 minute track. Set. <laughs> watch the watch the whole <laughs> album. I want to watch the whole album with you right now. So. Okay, well, <clears throat> we're just starting at the beginning. Yeah, we're starting Sick. at the beginning. Get ready. I want to I want to know what it's like to open um, at a college venue, talk trash about that college. Yeah. And then sing this song. <laughs> There's some trash. Get it? So it's a big tough guy. Yeah. Big tough Davy. He's got his famous hat on. Mm-hmm. Now he's about to blow him away with some brutal hardcore <laughs> riffs. Nope. <laughs> If you write this song, do you open with this song? Yeah, hell yeah. This is an opener for sure. You either it's an opener. You either open with a a slow burn like this, or you open with a rocker. That's good. I agree with you. I feel like to some degree, like it's brave to sing this song. Not because it's like bad, but it's just like it's like a wildly vulnerable sure. song. <clears throat> it makes no sense, also lyrically. There are certain elements of it that, like, you really pick up uh -huh. on, right? Like, when I was a listener at this time, I was like, fuck yeah, I get this. Like, yeah. I don't know God. I don't know God. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking good, though, dude. I also didn't know Billy yeah. Ocean, and I still to this day really haven't concentrated <laughs> on him. Just imagine, like, sounding this good, too. God damn. Yeah. The quality is just so high. I mean, the recording quality is shit, but you can tell they're playing, like, perfectly. It's such a high level. Yeah. Especially, I wanted to play this particular version of it because we can watch into the next sure. song. okay. Which is a great contrast, but the quality just continues, and he moves, and he's sweaty, yeah. and you're just like, "How the fuck is he doing this?" It's such a fucking good song, though, dude. This song. Got 
know it's gonna fucking go off. Okay, it didn't go off. What do you think this is? No, not <laughs> not like off off, but it's fast. Yeah. <clears throat> they they pick up a pace. Well, I can stop right at this point, but like um. Because the quality is terrible. <laughs> What's that filmed on? What do you think? Uh, that's got to be, I mean, this is 98. That's got to be. Um, yeah. It could possibly be like a legit like VHS camcorder. <laughs> like up on the shoulder. But thing. more, oh, I'd yeah. say more likely, you know, one of those small, like at that, that point they had gotten smaller. I can't remember what those tapes were called though. Because it's, it's. Before mini DV, because mini DV is really small, but like the tapes were like, you know, a good four inches or something like that. The DV, mini DV, mini DV was like the small one. I can't remember what the. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So the handset, the handset is like it's a handset. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're holding it like. But this that. isn't a, this isn't like a digital camera with a video. No, 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 like no, that, no, not at no, that point. No. It doesn't even look like it. No, at this like '98. I remember in. Probably ninety nine. My high school got a digital camera, uh, and you literally put like a one of those hard floppy disks in it. Yeah, and you could take you know two fucking pictures or something. Uh, I'm so thankful that whatever rich kid had this video camera. Thing I know was able to record that shit. <clears throat> can you? Can I ask you about that? Like, I don't, it's on the spot, so it's just like maybe it's not a song you've listened to in a while. But like, what is that song? Like the structure of that song? Like it's. A slow build. It doesn't really have like. Is there a chorus in that song? Like, how do you even describe a song? I don't like think that? that's a chorus. I I think that's one of the things about um, promising is they often don't have a chorus. It's it's not right. like verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus structure like songs often are. He will often just like, and th- this was the case on Pieball too, where like they'll repeat a few lines, and then they'll move into another part. And then they'll move into another part. So it's like a written out song or whatever. But I don't know. I really, I like a a typical verse, chorus, verse, chorus song structure. But I also really love this kind of songwriting too. um, Where it's, I feel like that kind of songwriting is focused more on the actual craft of the song. I know that's Mm -hmm. not true. Like there's so much that goes into a lot of the music that you and I listen to and just in general, I don't know. I, I really love that. I, that this is just like, it's almost this poem or something, or this, just this body of writing that has been put to music and it doesn't have to go back and forth to a chorus every once in a while or a hook to get, to get you in. The fucking song right. is a hook. Yeah. The fucking song is yeah. a hook, all two and a half minutes of it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Put that on a shirt. The fucking song is a hook. Song is a hook. Yeah. And then on the back, it's a picture of Captain Hook. That's Robin Williams. <laughs> yes. Robin Williams as Captain Hook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's right. He played Beer Pan. Sorry, who played Captain Hook in that movie? No, was that a uh, Sean Penn? <laughs> he played. Uh, who played Captain Hook? It was a famous um, person. Uh, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. I was about to say Bill De Blasio, but. <laughs> I wanted to be um, <laughs> Robin Williams as Peter Pan as <laughs> Captain, Captain Hook, though. Can, 
<laughs> That's a shirt. I would definitely buy the stupidest <laughs> fucked up shirt. Uh, all right. Oh, I gotta do a mock up of this for the the, the gram. Uh, all right, let's watch red red and blue jeans or fucking whatever that song's called. Hell yeah, such a good song. That's a mixtape song. Oh for hell me. yeah. Um, let's see. This is a more recent live, and you could just the drummer is going off on this one. Here we go. So this is in New York City on New Year's Eve. Oh, no, New, New York City. Chicago. New Year's yeah. Eve, Chicago. <laughs> Never even heard about Chicago New Year's Eve. Is that like cool or something? I don't know. That's really good quality. And the, everyone's singing along. Yeah. Hell yeah. Davey looks a little bit like a jock, which is cool. Yeah. A happy jock, though. Yeah. He's got a bull's hat on. That's tight. What is the song even about? No, I don't know, man. It's about being hot. Yeah. Look at that bass player. I was supposed to play bass for, uh, I don't know, insert metal band. But uh, <laughs> dude. I'm going to do the promise ring instead. That, that, I feel like it's that bass player. Um, Look at the drummer. Hold on, on, some hold of on. Watch the drummer. Dude's fucking going nuts. On what is considered like a like It's I mean it's just like a boop boop bop boop 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 bop boop beat. It's not like but it's it's hitting that symbol that makes you go get into it. Okay, I'm sorry, what were you saying about the bass player? No, no, it's like it's like a doot doot song, right? Like I remember like I can't remember if I've told you this like I got in trouble in my civics class listening to a knapsack CD <laughs> in high school, and my civics teacher, who was not a very good teacher, I can reflect on today, like pulled the he put the like headphone over his ear. He's like, "Oh, heavy metal!" and like tossed it away. And I was like, "Heavy metal? This is knapsack, dude. This is like, this is some weak shit." This is own. And I think about this band being similar. Like, there's some weak shit right here, but like they're just aggressive. They're yeah, fast. Yeah. It's punk. It's like it's it's wild. They play the fuck um, out of it. There's another video from the same year, this reunion set, and that bass player with the long uh-huh. hair is just like, and like he's just smoking the whole time he's playing, and I'm just like, well, that is not the yeah. right vibe, man. Like, what's going on here? Are you, are you Chris Carrabba? Yeah. I like the drummer's facial yeah. expressions, though, like that wild smile. Is this mouth just like gaping the whole time? Davy trying to do the, the like the uh, the uh, midwestern white boy prince. Yeah. What if what if Davy was in a band with the drummer from Braid, and then two other people that smile a lot? Just, <laughs> what would they call themselves? The smile, the smile boys. <laughs> the smile boys. Why don't you smile? Yeah. More yeah. Boys. <laughs> Why don't you smile more, boys? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a sick, sick crew to hang out Hell with. Yeah. <laughs> hey boys, <laughs> they smile all just more. are smiling when they've got cigarettes hanging out of their mouths, <laughs> smiling. <laughs> yeah, it would be, it would be Davy on guitar, vocals, the the drummer from Braid, and the on drums, obviously, and then the bass player just standing there looking metal as fuck, <laughs> smiling, <laughs> smiling through his hair, smile so big. Smile. They be called smile through your tears. Smile through your tears. <laughs> what the fuck? Hell yeah. 
All right, we got one more here because you you're done. Yeah, I mean, I can pick another one if you want, but like, I I don't know. I was going a little bit um, I was going a little quaint today. I like it. <clears throat> did I spell that right? I did. All right, here we go. We've got a cover from the AV Club. Brought to you by Starbucks. Since you're from the Seattle area, are you a big Starbucks fan? I just like coffee. I'll drink Starbucks. Okay, yeah, okay. but not a not like a I'm not like a fan. Like I have to have that Starbucks. Uh, not at all. Uh, I'm gonna ask you why you picked this song, Davey. This is the comedy. Is that his only what? shirt? Yeah. What were the other choices? That's the shirt he was wearing oh, in that last yeah. video. Uh, golly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is the end, and there's no swearing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I wanted to do. Uh, Institutionalized. Oh yeah. All right. And I got shot down. Uh, Why? Bummer. This was this of the songs remaining the most like institutionalized. <laughs> <laughs> what? The double drum? Yeah. I mean. See the institutionalized. <laughs> who are all these people? I don't know who all these people are. Has any one of these people met Adele? <laughs> I hope so. That's the coolest hat. The brewer's, the brewer's hat. hat. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool logo. It's it looks emo as fuck. Yeah, I actually like. I have to abstain from conversing about the Brewers. Um, Do you? As a, Washington, as a Washingtonian, oh, they're a team. We don't speak about them. Oh, are they a big uh, rival to the Mariner? No, they the team was actually taken from Seattle in 1968. Really? And, and for 10 years, there was no team in Seattle. Oh, <clears throat> I didn't know that. Yeah. Not that I actually care. Uh, let's see if Dante knew that. Oh, this clapping. Yes. Look at how into the claps they are. What the fuck? Who is the like road manager that's in there? You know which guy I'm talking about? Wait, say, say it again. The road manager. Yeah, uh, the suited person? Yeah. Are any of these dudes in Promise Ring except for Davey? I don't. Like, the bass player doesn't look like the same metal bass player. He looks like no, the. He's not smoking. He's from the Dandy Warhols now. The guitar player is also a lot thinner. The guitar player looks like AC Newman all of a sudden. <laughs> the drummer is not smiling. He One of them's not even beer. playing. Oh, I love the knife. That's great. <clears throat> I love the piano. Thing. Just cause I said it doesn't 
I mean, they're killing it. They are. It's good. It's basically, it's, it's basically better than the original. <laughs> At least more energy than the original. Sure, sure. And they're having fun doing it. That's what really matters. I mean, be careful with that knife, dude. Dante did not know that the Brewers used to be from Seattle. They were called the Seattle Pilots. They played in Seattle for one year. <clears throat> Nineteen sixty seven, I think is the team the year they were there. I'm looking it up really quickly. Nineteen sixty nine, sorry. And in nineteen seventy they relocated oh, it's to Milwaukee. Showing you and became who the, the members of the that were just playing. Oh wait. Can we reverse yeah, back? Yeah, I just I was not paying I was Oh yeah, here we go. Davey Von Bolin. Oh yeah, okay. That makes Dan, that's that's yeah. a member. That's a member. Okay. Uh I oh, think okay. is a member. I don't Dustin somebody? Juniper Tar. No, I don't know who no that idea. is. Celebrated working man. Oh, Mike interesting. Kinsella. Mike Kinsella was there, and Adele was there. And Adele, Adele was there. Wow. Oh, the th- theme was performed by Maritime. Huh. Good choice. Well, there mm-hmm. we go. We did a promise ring episode. I feel like we did them. We did them. We did. We did our due diligence. We, we did, did them justice. The promise ring. I agree. I agree. They're <laughs> gonna the be greatest, big. They're gonna be bigger now. <laughs> they're gonna be bigger now. One of the greatest bands of our generation. And there we go. They're gonna we, go on tour and take us with them to open. And we're just gonna yeah, like, like go up on stage and bullshit for like thirty minutes. Totally. It's like when the Gilmore guys got to be in the the revival. Exactly. Girls. Exactly. Yeah, I know. There we go. Yeah, the, pop- the popularity promise me is boosted. <laughs> Consider it done. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see what we're doing next time if we're back on task or if we decide to do another 20-year episode. Who fucking knows? Maybe Alcest, maybe the Marfa tapes. We'll <laughs> the do Marfa tapes. We'll do something. <laughs> uh Danny's got Danny refuses to say Miranda Lambert. It's only Marfa <laughs> tapes. Like that's just gonna be her I name love now. That. <laughs> what are we listening to? This is the Marfa Tapes. Marfa Tapes. Cool. <laughs> it's a cool band name. It is, it is a cool band name. That's what they should have called it. <laughs> Said it, it. I think it's. I don't know. We'll talk about it that on that episode. Nate, say bye to everybody. Hey everyone. Um, I'm gonna try and do this in the most long-winded, annoying way possible. Good. good. But it's been a pleasure. Check out that. Um, a full set from 1998 of the promise ring mm-hmm. playing in real poor quality, mm-hmm. but it's definitely really good and goodbye. Bye-bye everybody.
the whole fucking song's a hook.